0: Welcome to Thrive. We are so happy to have you with us. Uh, if you don't know me, my name is Judah. I'm lead pastor here at Thrive Church, and we welcome you uh, online or at any of our campuses, Terryville, Torrington, New Britain. We are so grateful to have you here. And we're in a series uh, this week called Wait for it. Wait for it. And it's all about what we love so much, right? Patience. Don't we love patience? It's like that's one thing they say, never pray for patience because you learn patience by waiting, right? And, and so it's the waiting process. that. And, and has somebody ever like maybe promised you something before? Like they promised you or, or they said they would be there for you at a certain time? and uh, maybe they said they would buy something for you, and, and you're just waiting. You're waiting for it to happen. You're waiting for them to show up. Man, nothing is more frustrating than a delayed promise. Somebody promising something, and then not being there on time, or not doing what you were expecting. We hate waiting for things like that. You know, uh, Anybody here alive in the 1980s? Anybody here alive? Okay, a couple of you older folks like myself, alive in the 1980s. There was a TV commercial campaign uh, for Heinz Ketchup. I don't know if you guys remember this. Where they had the, this is back when they had the glass bottles of ketchup. And, And what it would be would be, somebody would be holding the bottle of ketchup, just like holding it over the counter or putting it somewhere. And everybody's like looking at them as they're holding it. And the guy's back there making the burger And then finally the burger's done, he brings it out, and as he brings it out, just the right moment, a little drop of ketchup would come down and hit the the burger or the hot dog, and then the slogan would come up that said, great things come to those who wait. Does anybody remember those commercials? Okay, a couple of you people remember. Some of you are like, I have no clue what you're talking about. But, But the whole idea was that it took forever to get the ketchup out of these glass bottles, right? It took a long time since great things come to those that wait. Now, it's funny because when you buy Heinz ketchup you can't even buy it in the glass bottles I guess they decided that good things don't come if you wait and now you can just squeeze it and and you know you get all that liquid first that comes out isn't that disgusting oh it's the worst then you squeeze it and then too much came out it's like you know you know maybe it was better if we went back to waiting for it with the old glass bottles maybe that was maybe that was better but we're not patient enough for the glass bottles. I want the squeeze one. I want I want it and I want it now. And you notes, if you're taking them patience, is doing something difficult for a long period of time. Right? That, that's what patience is. Doing something difficult, waiting, waiting on something. Waiting. You're waiting. You're expecting something. It, it, it's long-suffering. Being steadfast, enduring, unswerved by the difficulties that may come at us in our life. Man, patience is is tough. It's tough to be patient. It's tough to wait for something, waiting for the promotion, waiting for the relationship. We don't like to wait. Abraham was a man in the Bible. You know, we many of you, maybe you grew up going to to children's church, you would go church as a kid, and they sing this song, right? Father Abraham had many sons. You know, we sing the song of Father Abraham, and, and, and Abraham was a guy from the Old Testament. The Old Testament was the first part of the Bible. Before Jesus comes on the scene, there was a man named Abraham, and he was a man of God. He loved God, and God made Abraham a promise. We're looking in Genesis chapter 12, verse 1. It says, the Lord had said to Abram, now it says Abram here instead of Abraham, because that was his name for the first half of his life. You know, until he was an old man, then God changed his name to Abraham. So here it's written as Abram, because that was his name at the time. The Lord said to Abram, leave your native country, your relatives, your father's country, and go to the land I will show you. What is he saying? Leave your country, leave your relatives, leave your father's family, leave everything, leave everything. How would that be for you? Some of us, you might be like, yeah, you know, I'll I'll ditch them all in a heartbeat, you know. But, But, I mean, in that culture, family was everything. And here God is saying, leave your country, leave your relatives, leave your father's family, and go where? Where does he say to go? He says, go to the land I'll show you. He's like, just go. Just, just leave. Where am I going? I'll show you. Don't worry. I'll show you when you get there. I mean, there's so much up in the air right now. And, and Abram is, is in a situation where he has to make some decisions, but God continues on. He says, go to the land. I will show you. I will make you into a great nation. It says, I will bless you, and I'll make you famous. I mean, so famous that, again, we sing a song about Father Abraham and many sons, and many sons had Father Abraham, and I am one of them, and so are you. You know, we sing songs about Abraham. In fact, many of the world's religions trace their lineage back to Abraham. It It says, I will bless you and make you famous, and you will be a blessing to others. It says, I will bless those who bless you. And I will curse those who treat you with contempt, and all of the families on earth will be blessed through you. I think there's many meanings in there. One of them is prophetic, because from Abraham ultimately would come Jesus, who would be our Savior and Messiah. But he says, I'll bless those who bless you. Curse those who treat you badly. Everyone will be blessed through you, verse 4. So Abraham departed as the Lord had instructed. And Lot went with him this is his nephew. Abram was 75 years old when he left Haran. He's already an older guy. He's an older guy. He's established. He's got you know uh, uh, livestock. He's got riches. He's got family. He's got servants. He's got all of these things. And now, God is saying, leave. Now, this kind of seems like a bad time to do this. I mean, the guy's 75 years old. He's already lived a a good portion of his life. And and on top of that, he and his wife had been barren. They had never been able to have children. And now God is giving him this promise. Seems like an empty promise to me at the time. Oh, I'm going to bless you, and you're going to be the father of a nation. I'm going to give you a son. God is promising descendants to him. And here he is, like, okay, well, whatever. If you say go, I'll go. And Abraham obeys, because he had faith. He had faith. He had faith that God was true to his word. Abram stepped out in faith, and he goes on this journey with everything that he has, goes on this journey waiting for God to bring the promise, to bring the promise of a child. And Abraham waited 11 years for God to fulfill his promise. Imagine waiting 11 years for a promise to come true. God says I'm going to do something and here you are in year 11 and it still hasn't happened. Still hasn't happened. And he's looking around, and he's looking at his wife and they're like, "You know, we're not getting any younger here. How is this going to ever happen? Like we're 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 beyond you know the childbearing years. And, and I don't know, it's been 11 years since God pro- promised. Maybe we made a mistake somewhere along the way. I don't know. And then his wife has this brilliant idea, brilliant idea. She says, well, why don't we take one of the servant girls, you get her pregnant, and we'll say it's your, your child, and we'll just do that, okay? Great idea. Abraham's like, hey, sure, why not, you know? And so, so here they are. They get into this situation now. You know, Hagar, the servant, has a child from Abraham, Abram, named Ishmael, and God's kind of shaking his head at the whole situation. Like, no, that's not what I had in mind. (laughs) Like, I told you I was going to give you, like, I didn't tell you to go around and do all this. I didn't tell you to do that. You made that up all on your own. I told you that I was going to give you a child. That's not the child of my blessing. So he took this situation in his own hands. Do we ever take situations into our own hands? You know, we live in an instant gratification world, don't we? I want it and I want it now. I want it and I want it. I don't I don't wanna wait for anything. I don't wanna wait for anything. That that's the whole premise behind this. Credit cards, right? <laughs> I don't have the money, but I want it now. So I'm going to get it, and I'm going to pay later. Buy now, pay later. I don't have the money, but I will someday, so I'm going to buy it now, and I'm going to pay for it later. And yes, you will pay for it later, won't you? Man, with interest rates and all this stuff, and it's like I don't want to be patient. I don't want to save my money. I don't want to save up for it. I want it, and I want it now. This is the whole premise behind Amazon Prime, right? I mean, Amazon Prime is great. I order it. I want it now. Sometimes you can order it in the morning, and you get it by the evening. You can at least get it next day. Isn't that great? Man, I came from an era of mail order, and it was different than Amazon Prime. I remember the first mail order thing I did. I had to get a catalog. A catalog is paper, okay? It's got pictures and prices of things, and in the middle of the catalog was an order form and you would rip that order form out and then you would fill in everything you wanted and then you would write a check and you put the check in the envelope and you would mail it to them and they would get it, open it up, cash your check, get the products, and then they would mail those to you. That was mail order. And then eventually, some of these places started taking phone calls. You could call them and say, hey, do you have this? Yes, let's ship it. But but that was only after credit cards were a thing. Before credit cards, we couldn't do that. That was mail order. Now I click a button, and it's at my house before dinner time. It's like I want it, and I want it now. I want it now. Fast food, right? I want my food, and I want it now. It's not going to be good for me, but I want it now. At least it'll be fast, right? Don't make me wait. You can't make me wait. I don't want to wait. I want it now. We don't like to wait. I hate waiting. I hate waiting. I hate waiting in anything, you know, lines. I hate waiting for anything. You know, my, my family and I, we just, uh, we went on a, on a little vacation to visit some friends down in Florida and we get on the airplane. To fly down there and as soon as we're on the airplane we're like sitting there we're in there and then it's like time is just clicking away we're like what's going on it's like 10 minutes 15 minutes 20 minutes 30 minutes like we're just sitting there like what's going on and then they come over the loudspeaker and said they had to I don't know remove some piece of luggage from the airplane for the safety of everyone I don't know what that means okay but if it's for my safety I guess get it off the airplane right I don't know but we're, we ended up waiting almost an hour and now we're like getting antsy it's like I don't like to wait for this I don't want to wait for this I don't want to wait for anything. While we were away just a couple days ago, me and uh, my my wife and our friends, we went to see uh, an up-and-coming concert pianist, great pianist, you know, playing all these things that I've never heard of, but but it was great. I mean one of the songs was 22 minutes long, okay? I mean, I, I can't remember anything like that that would take me that long to to demonstrate it, right? And and he's there and he's playing for 20 minutes and it was it was amazing. And and then, you know, and then he's playing some songs and then he stops and like nobody like applaud. And I kind of felt bad for the guy. Because I'm like, you stop and nobody applauds and then and then he plays something else. And then and, and so then I was thinking, you know, I was like I, I just I'm gonna applaud for him. I'm just gonna I'm gonna be a leader, not a follower here okay so we're going through it and he stops and it's like three seconds I just start applauding 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 everybody like looked at me I felt like at that moment I'm the only person applauding everybody's like look what are you doing you know this isn't the end of the song right and I'm like no clearly I didn't know that you know I wasn't being patient waiting for the end of the song apparently you only applaud when the pianist turns stands up and goes and says basically okay guys clap for me now so apparently that was the proper way to do it I did not follow the rules Embarrass myself but you know what he had it coming so uh he stopped the song for like five seconds what was I supposed to do I was just encouraging him okay I don't want to wait I don't want to wait for the end of the song to give the guy some applause you know we, we need to realize though that some things in life take time some things take time don't they some things take time like like we we get in such a big hurry but you know in your notes God is never in a hurry He's never in a hurry. You know, it's kind of frustrating, isn't it, that God's not in a hurry? Like I may pray for something, and I'm like, God, I'm praying, and I want it now, and God's like, I'm not in a hurry. Like I'm not in a hurry at all. See, we may be in a hurry, but He's never in a hurry. And guess what? His timing is always perfect. His timing is perfect. Abraham, he lost his patience. Lost his patience 11 years in. I mean, we're like, wow, he waited 11 years. And 11 years in, he lost his patience. What do you do when you lose your patience? What do you do when you lose your patience with your kids, with your family, with your friends? What do you do? Do you take matters into your own hand like Abraham did? Taking matters into his own hand. Well, we're going to get a kid one way or the other, right? When we lose our patience, are we mean and hurtful? You know, I've had it up to here with you. I've had it up to here. I just just don't have any more patience for you. So Abraham kind of repented. He, He became patient. He became patient. And he started trusting God once again. And he continued waiting. He had to wait 14 more years, 25 years in total. He waited, waited for God's promise. And then his wife, Sarah, became pregnant and had a son whose name was Isaac. Now he's got two sons, right? Now he's got two. He's kind of in a difficulty because it's like it's like God. God promised him a son, and now he kind of like he's got these two children. You know that 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 are each his descendants. Look what it says in Galatians four twenty two though. Says the scriptures say that Abraham had two sons, one from his slave wife, and one from his freedom wife. The son of the slave wife was born in a human attempt. To bring about the fulfillment of God's promise. do you ever try to do that? A human attempt to bring about the fulfillment of God's promise. Oh, I believe God's promised something in my life. I believe God wants to do something in my life. But he's not doing it quick enough so I'm going to take matters into my own hands and do it myself. Oh, you know, I believe God wants me to be in a relationship, but I don't want to wait. I'm just going to go jump into the first thing I can do. Oh, I believe God wants me to, 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 you know, go and do these things in life, but I don't have enough money to do it, so I'm just going to just charge it all. I'm just going to move forward with these things, and I'm not going to wait for God because I'm not patient. And this is what he says. He says, the son of the slave wife was born in a human attempt to bring about the fulfillment of God's promise. But the son of the freeborn wife was born as God's own fulfillment, God's own fulfillment of his promises. I promise it and I'm gonna fulfill it. Do we ever try to just take things into our own hands? I'm just done waiting on God. I'm done waiting on God. I waited on God and he didn't show up. He didn't do what he said, at least not on my timeline, so I'm gonna do this myself. I'm going to do this myself. I'm tired of waiting for the relationship. I'm just going to do this myself. I'm tired of waiting for the healing. I'm tired of waiting for the job, for the promotion. I'm tired of for, for waiting for, for all these things to happen, and, and I've lost my patience. You know, we can't even wait for small things, can we? Not really. Not very good. Like I got a question. This is an honest question, okay? I'm asking for a friend, of course, not for myself personally, but uh, how long How long do we wait Okay, like, like you're at a stoplight. There's a car in front of you. How long do we wait after the light turns green before we beep the horn? Like what's the standard here? Like I don't know, one second? Is that too quick? Two seconds? Anybody? Two, two seconds? Anybody two seconds? Three seconds? Five seconds? Oh my goodness. That's like an eternity. That's like one, two, three, four. It's not getting any greener, buddy. You know, it's just there shining right at you. Just hit the gas. Let's move on. Put the phone away. Let's get going here. Like what's like? I don't know. Five five seconds. I mean, it seems like a long time to me. I don't know. I'm probably more two or three somewhere in that vicinity, like that. Why? Because I don't want to wait at the stoplight any longer than I have to. You ever order something and it never comes, man? It's like, or you order something and it takes longer than you expect. Or, you are, God forbid, you order something on Kickstarter, right? You ever do a Kickstarter? Kickstarter is like, well, you get to go and buy something that's not even made yet. They're like, hey. Invest in this idea, and then we're going to send you the product in 28 years or something like that. It's like you're waiting for something. i got to be patient. But For some of us, this is more of a a spiritual thing. How long do I keep praying for freedom from the addiction in my life before I actually get it? How, How much scripture do I need to read? How long do I need to read scripture regularly before before I get the, 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 the breakthrough that I need in my life? How, how long do I have to give generously of my resources before God just blesses me with all that I could ever imagine? How, how long do I have to pray for the loved one who's far from God? How long do I have to do that before they actually come to faith? How long do I have to pray for restoration and, and healing? How long do I have to do that? How long? It's hard for us to wait for these things. I don't want to wait. I don't want to wait. I just feel like giving up. I just feel like giving up. Some of us, we have these thoughts in our mind, like, I've been following Jesus for three months now, and I don't feel like life is any better. And then other of us are right, like, I've been following Jesus for three years now, and I don't feel like things are getting any better. And other of us are right, like, I've been following Jesus for three decades now. And, and I feel like things are, are not just still going the way I wanted to. How long do I have to wait? How long do I have to wait until I see the fulfillment of his promises? I don't have the patience. To wait any longer. See, the irony is the very way that we learn patience is by waiting, right? It's frustrating. But the very way that we learn patience is by waiting. Several years ago, uh went to the amusement park with my kids and some friends. And uh, you know, you're you're just there, and it's like always oh, just waiting in line, like waiting in line for a 30-second ride, you know, waiting in line for a 30-second ride. And we saw all these these people they were older people and they all had t-shirts on that said something like roller coaster club we're like wow they're like apparently there's it's a thing they just travel all over and go on roller coasters i'm like wow that sounds kind of fun like to be in a roller coaster club you just travel around you go on the roller coasters and and it's like you see these like people and they're like they wanted to get the front of the the roller coaster really get the full experience and all this stuff and i said to my kids like you know we should start a club of our own we should start the line waiting club because it seems like we do a whole lot more of that than going on roller coasters. Like, like I pay a lot of money for this ticket and the majority of time in the park is not on the roller coasters, it's in the line. So we might as well enjoy it. We'll get t-shirts made up. We'll get merch. We'll like, we'll like hang out. We'll have like meetups where we just go and stand in line together and stuff like that. You know, well, I guess the idea, although somewhat comical, is why can't we enjoy the line waiting time instead of just looking forward to the ride? Like, why, why don't we just enjoy the process? Why don't we just enjoy being together sometimes? Why has it always got to be about the, the right? See, we also need to realize, though, in our life as well, that, that, that patience and faith go hand in hand. See, why aren't we patient? Probably because we don't have faith in God. See, I can be patient when I have faith in God. But if I don't have faith that God is true to his word... That God loves me, that God is there for me, that God is going to work things together for good. If I don't know that he's good, if I don't know that he's faithful, if I don't know that he's in control, then it's very easy for me to become impatient. The reverse is true as well. When I become impatient, I'm also demonstrating my lack of faith in God. See, that's really what it is. When I'm impatient, God, why isn't this happening? Why did you let this happen? Why do I have to wait? Why do I have to wait? Why do I have to wait? wait?" It's like he said, well, don't you trust me? Like Abraham, well don't you trust me that that if I said I'm going to do something that I'm actually going to do it? And you don't have to go take matters in your own hands with your little servant girl. You don't have to do that because because I'm good for my word. See, what we need is patience. What we need is faith and patience. In your notes, patience and faith go hand in hand. They do, they go hand in hand. It says here in Hebrews 6, 12, we do not want you to become lazy, but to imitate those who through faith and patience inherit what has been promised? He says, Imitate those. Imitate the people, the people like Abraham, whose faith and patience inherited what was promised. We need to be demonstrating faith and patience in our own lives. Are we demonstrating that? Are we experiencing faith and patience? See, Abraham waited 25 years for God to keep his promise. Do you want to receive God's promises? Do you want to receive God's blessings in your life? Well, Sometimes the great things come to those who wait. See, the patient ones are the ones who inherit God's promises. The patient ones are the ones who are blessed. See, God is not in a hurry. God is not in a hurry. He's very patient. And patience combined with faith allows us to receive God's promise. Like, yeah, 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 that all sounds well and good. But I still want it now. I want it all. I want it now. See, In your notes, God is using your journey to shape you. And we don't, we don't really like that that much. See, God is using the journey to shape you. See, God used Abraham's journey to shape him. See, for whatever reason, Abraham wasn't ready at that time. God used the journey. God used the journey. God needed to build some character in Abraham's life, some, some character of, of trust and dependence and, 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 and honor and integrity and these things into Abraham's life. See, he had to leave it all first. He had to trust God so that God could build the nation that he wanted to build. See, God is using your journey. God is using your journey to shape you. And it's important for us to realize that God's timing is always perfect. See, we want our timing, but God's timing is perfect. His timing is the perfect. See, in your notes, God is shaping you while you're waiting. See, I don't want to wait. I don't want to wait. I don't want to wait for anything. I want it, and I want it now. And God's like, well, maybe that's, the, maybe that's not the purpose here. Maybe I'm working on you. I want you to be shaped into who I want you to be. It says in Romans chapter 8, verse 25, but if we look forward to something we don't yet have, we must wait patiently and confidently. Are we waiting patiently and confidently? Is there something that you're looking forward to in the future that you don't already have? We need to sit back, wait patiently and confidently. See, God is still working even when it seems like he's not. You may be going through a situation, a difficulty, a hardship, a sickness, financial problem, relational problem. You may be going through something right now, and you feel like God isn't working. Don't misunderstand this. God is still working. He's still working in the situation. He's still faithful. He is in the journey. And God doesn't stop working while we are waiting. See, we're waiting, and God's working. And, and we're like, but I want it to happen now. And God said, ah, just wait. We gotta wait upon the Lord. And we get we, we misunderstand God sometimes. We misunderstand him because in your notes, we may be concerned with an outcome, but God is concerned with character. See. I'm concerned with the outcome. I want what I want, and I want it now. I want the job. I want the promotion. I want the relationship. I want the money. I want the this, the that, the house, the car, the whatever. I want this thing now. I want the freedom and the healing and whatever. I want this now. And God's like, well, okay, you're concerned with the outcome, but I'm concerned with your character. And I want to build good character I want you to be patient. I want you to have integrity. I want you to, to learn to trust me. See, I'm concerned with what I want, but God is concerned with what I learn while I'm waiting for what I want. See, can we learn while we're waiting? See, God is in the waiting. He's in the journey. It says in Philippians 1.6, and I am certain that God Who began the good work within you will continue his work until it's finally finished on the day when Christ Jesus returns. I love this verse. I'm going to read it again, and I'm certain, I'm certain, I'm positive, 100%, I'm sure, I'm certain that God, who began the good work. You see, everyone in here, everyone hearing my voice right now, be clear about this. God has begun a work in your life. He's begun a work. He says, I am certain That the God who began this work in your life will continue the work until it's finished. When is it finished? On the day Christ Jesus returns. In other words, it's gonna take a while. You're gonna be in the journey. There's gonna be a lot of waiting, there's gonna be a lot of learning, there's gonna be a lot of growing, there's gonna be a lot of shaping. But God is in the journey. See, I don't know what you're facing right now in your life. I don't know what you're facing. I don't know what you're waiting for. But let me be clear that God hasn't let you down. God hasn't abandoned you. So don't get discouraged if it's taking longer than you think. The situation you're facing may be taking a long time. And you say, "Oh, I shouldn't be taking this long. Don't get discouraged if it's taking longer than you think because God is in control. God is in control. See, God isn't done yet. He's faithful that when he began the work, he's faithful to complete the work. And you may think it's over. You may think God isn't making a, rule, a, a move yet, but these things take time. God is shaping you through the waiting. God is building you. Courage and patience and endurance and steadfastness into your life. The timeline isn't a mistake. The timeline is there to shape you. It's part of the process, it's part of the whole journey. See, God is more concerned about building character in your life than just simply bringing an outcome into your life. And if we can trust Him, Trust him and say, yes, I will wait upon the Lord. He says, they that wait upon the Lord, he will renew their strength. God will renew your strength when you're in a time of waiting and you may feel like you've been waiting for so long, but keep holding on, keep moving forward. God is in the waiting. He hasn't stopped working. He is working in the situation and he's working in your life to make you who he wants you to be. Let's pray. Father, we come to you now. And we thank you for your goodness. We thank you that you are in the situations of our life. We thank you that while we're waiting, you're working. You're working out the details. You're working on the situation. And you're working on us. Maybe you're here and you don't know Jesus is your Lord. That's okay. He's inviting you in his family right now. Bible says anyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Don't wait on that another moment. As anyone who calls, this is the opportunity you may have been waiting for your entire life where the God of all creation says he wants to have you in his family. He wants to forgive you. If you believe that God raised Jesus from the dead and you speak with your mouth that Jesus is your Lord, you can be saved right now. Won't you call on his name? Say, Jesus, you are my Lord. So God, help us in the waiting. Help us to be patient. Help us to have endurance. Let us not be so focused on the end goal that we forget the process that you have us in. Let us not try to take matters into our own hands but trust you that you are working in the situation that you are being faithful that you are moving. Let us trust you. Let us have faith in you. Let us be patient and patiently endure because we know if we don't give up we will receive the blessing at just the right time that you are not a God who delays. You are not a God who who waits too long but you're there when we need you. You're there at the right time and in the meantime let us trust you with all that we have, and we thank you for your faithfulness. We thank you for your goodness. We thank you for the journey that you have us in right now, and we choose to trust you in spite of the situations that we face. In Jesus' name, amen.